0: Today's our guest is Kevin Day from TrespDay.com. Welcome back, Kevin. Thank you very much. Welcome back.
1: (laughs) Rama, thank you so much for having me back on.
0: Sure. A little bit about Kevin. Kevin is a nationally recognized author on leading estate planning and international asset production planning attorney. His asset production expertise is unrivaled. Uh, Mr. Day's bachelor's degree is in Chinese studies, and he holds both a master's of business administration in international management and doctor of jurisprudence degree. He was a university academic administrator for eight years, a law professor at the doctorate level, and a law school dean of students, before going to private practice. In addition to his legal practice, Mr. Day brings his executive business knowledge as an MBA in international business. So with that, let's focus on lawsuit production in this episode. So would you share different kinds of lawsuit productions?
1: Yeah, the whole uh, arena of lawsuit protection uh, boils down to ownership, technical ownership. And the difficulty is uh, you don't want to give your assets to me to get away from your lawsuits because I might be the the one that has the car accident and and in that particular example, then uh, at the end of the day, the assets go to my family. So what's the next tier down? Oh, I can put up my children's names. Well, you don't know what car accidents or divorces that your children are going to have, so you don't want to give it to them directly. And you also want to enjoy the fruits of of your labor, everything that you work for. And uh, so so What we want to do is create a safe haven under the law, and the way to do that is with lawsuit-proof trusts. They are a separate legal owner from you and uh, just like the Kennedy, you know, grandchild or carnation grandchild that has, you know, 16 million dollar judgment against them. uh, They're still living in nice mansions and driving nice cars because of trusts like this. And if it's good for all the big dogs, it's good for all us little dogs. So how can we, you know, uh, access those things? Certainly our firm is in the top two in the country regarding offshore asset protection trusts, Uh, but there are domestic versions which are much more reasonable in, in cost and really create a safe haven that the courts legally have to respect as a separate legal owner from you, even though it used to be yours, it is part of your estate plan. You, the way we configure it, our clients have the checkbook, they get to decide, you know, when and how to invest just like they're investing now. So it's kind of seamless, but we can prove that uh, our client is not the technical owner. And that's the only way a judge can take an asset away from you to give to a creditor.
0: Got it. And thank you for saying that. And from uh, there are two types of investors: general partners and also limited partners. So, from general partners' point of, how exactly he can position himself? You know, from protecting, you know, protecting assets.
1: Yes, uh, the general partner position is, of course, and I'm an investor, and I, you know, active uh, with single family residences, and then passive. Uh, uh, In other people's projects and, of course, at the very beginning, uh, depending on when I've had particularly good years, I want the tax write off so I want to be a general. And uh, that exposes me to all the other partners actions and events on the project. And so I want to make sure that the rest of my estate can't be taken in a lawsuit because of something that's truly out of my control um, because other people are running it. But because I specifically said I want to be a general partner to get all these tax advantages. Uh, Along with that uh, boon, I am taking on the risk of the project and the activity of my other partners. Uh, So uh, protecting my home, my other properties, uh, the equity in my other projects uh, is is paramount. On the limited partnership side, everyone should be saying, hey, it's passive. That's like cash. I don't have any liability for that project. Well, one you do want to lawsuit-proof that limited partnership interest in case you happen to have the freak car accident or you have a boiler blow up on one of your personal properties, but privacy, privacy is undervalued. It's a really important. It's not true lawsuit protection in and of itself, but it's the handmaiden of of lawsuit uh, protection strategies. Uh, the less you know, knowledge is power, and if people a lawyer that's gunning after you for a plaintiff, is looking in the public record to see what you own what they can extort from you what do you have to lose so they can pressure you to enter another million dollars on on the lawsuit that they have planned for you and so your limited partnership interest becomes uh published through uh, uh, all the documents that are related to the investment and so Uh, having a little privacy company out of Nevada or Wyoming to hold that limited partnership interest lowers your profile in public record. Uh, and we do a lot of privacy planning, um, You know, of course for ball players and actors that uh, don't want fans and other people to, to know what they own, but business owners have those same concerns of lowering their profile and that's one of the things my firm specializes in.
0: Got it. Yeah, thank you very much. So would you share any complex uh scenario uh you, you like you know you, you help like your clients in asset production, either GP side or LP side?
1: Uh yeah, one of the things that uh and there was an event that one of our Uh, client's experience. They were a uh, a general partner and they, uh, so you have personal liability when you do that. So we wanted to make sure the rest of their estate had no problems. There was a contractor, actually a subcontractor uh, on the property that ended up cutting their arm in a saw it was their saw that they brought on the property they had taken the guard off and it hit a a major vein luckily there were other people there that put a tourniquet on it and everything like that but um, there was a, a major suit and of course all the generals were named and the property project llc the uh, luckily, I mean, there were some damages, but it was all within insurance arena. But they were initially asking for 15 million dollars, um, you know, saying that this guy's career is over now when his trade and they were essentially able to get it down into insurance proceeds. Uh, based on the saw itself had the safety guard removed by him because it was his it was his tool Um, and uh, nobody really wanted to go to court even the plaintiff Uh, but they they were sweating anyway but we had protected their home and their other properties Uh, so that that's kind of uh, a real world experience
0: yep got it thank you so, and your company also helps clients in estate planning. So, why exactly estate planning is important? When exactly clients need to go for estate planning?
1: Yes, we we have three departments. We have a litigation department, uh, which is about estate um, lawsuits, you know, between beneficiaries or lawsuits uh, that were occurring, you know, before a client's demise. Uh, we have my department, which is lawsuit protection and privacy uh, planning. And then we have our basic, I'll call it basic estate planning, which also includes uh, charitable remainder trust, charitable lead trusts, you know, tax planning uh, and exit strategies uh, to minimize uh, tax when people are wrapping up their their estate uh, or exiting from real property. Um, the but the basic estate planning uh is something that everybody needs to tend we're all on that conveyor belt uh we don't have much choice and um it's something that none of us really want to think about we don't want to think about our demise or we go i'm young and virile and healthy and charging uh i can deal with that later most people think Think about their basic estate planning uh, when they have children um, and uh, but still the majority don't do it. They think about it. They know that they want to you know, uh, put things in place that make it simpler for their children to inherit. Um, but uh, the, the cost involved of going through probate, if you don't have a trust, a trust is the only mechanism that essentially is a separate legal owner and lives beyond your death. And that's why it can be administered without the government's approval. Without a trust, even if you have a will, a will still has to be submitted to the court. So the government is deciding how in the conditions and everything else that your your heirs will inherit and who will be an heir. Uh, They certainly take your will as as guidance. There's pro forma uh, formula uh, of who should inherit if you don't have a will. But if you go to probate, that means you have to be represented by a lawyer and a lawyer is going to get somewhere around 6% of your estate to do that probate administration. And what most people don't realize the 6% is not the equity it's not the net estate. It's the gross estate, the fair market value of all your properties. So if you own uh, 30 percent in this property and 50 percent in that property and 40 percent in this other property, all of uh, your listeners are trying to make the most out of their real property. So they're taking equity out to buy three more properties and uh so they might say oh there's not that much equity all the way across the board but uh that 6% of the estate is on 100% value of all those properties so you know spending 3000 even $5,000 now to get a comprehensive estate plan, your trust, your pour over wills, your directive to physicians regarding artificial life support, various powers of attorney, our comprehensive estate plan has 11 different documents in it. And uh, it's worth that. uh, So that you know, $600,000 doesn't go to um, a lawyer that should be going to your children.
0: Awesome and thank you for sharing that. And what happens if if there is no estate plan?
1: If there's no estate plan, uh, there has to it, it goes to probate. and most states have formulated a family tree. Uh, allocations. So it will go uh, you know, to your children if you don't have children uh, and in equal shares. And then if you don't have children, it goes up the family tree to parents. And if their uh, parents are already deceased, then it goes to the siblings, the other children of your parents. And then it goes down to their children. If your siblings aren't alive, then it goes out to cousins. Um aunts and uncles and then cousins. That's the normal format. The other thing, there's no restriction on it. Like our normal estate plan, our regular living trust, we recommend not just normal spendthrift provisions, meaning you don't want it to go to children if they have a drug or alcohol problem um, or some other kind of mental illness. Uh, But we add uh, you don't want it going to your children if they are uh, in a a rocky uh, relationship or they're in the midst of a a divorce. Uh, You don't want uh, the other side to try to suck some of that money over to them. Uh, If they have tax problems, you know, this is the parents empire that they've built. And to you, you can't judge the timing of your, your death. And if you happen to die, when your children have some kind of tax issue, you're dumping it into their ownership. And then, you know, it's taken uh, for those purposes rather than, uh, you know, your children's. So we want a divorce proof um the estate we want to lawsuit proof the estate that's going to our children and uh, you just can't do that if you don't have instructions um, which going through the probate without a will certainly has it will just go to the children uh you know they vest usually at the date of your demise so if they have a divorce or lawsuit uh, it might get wrapped up in those
0: got it yep thank you that's great information so when exactly is the right time to go for estate planning
1: <laughs> unfortunately you know it's it's one of the lowest priorities i want to spend more money on my business or i have a new employee that i need to hire um but we're all on that conveyor belt we know that at some point uh, we'll be passing and so the sooner you get it in place the better because we never know when that bus has our name on it
0: got it so can we can we change the estate planning or how often we can update
1: oh yes that that's what's great about a revocable living trust it's completely changeable you can change it every single year if you wish or every month um Most attorneys say, um, come in and we'll review your trust every year. Um, And also, we want you to pay us to review the trust. Well, we know what the trust says. We just drafted it and we have electronic copies. Um, Things don't change that rapidly. We usually recommend clients checking in with us maybe every four or five years. The type of things that usually create a change in estate plan is um, my estates gotten larger. So I don't want to just give all of it to my children. I want to keep back a quarter or even 50% to be an endowment for my grandchildren, great grandchildren, and so forth. Those are called dynasty trusts that run for a long time. So that my uh, irrespective of the economic Success or non success of my children and of various grandchildren that my descendants will always have a pool of money to help them with education or. Or help with be the mortgage holder of their first home, those sorts of things. You know, it, it it's important to put these in place. And we never want our children to, to inherit when they're too young. They can be taken, they can do silly things with it themselves. They have friends and other ne'er do wells that want to. Um, uh, take advantage of them, and they don't have world experience yet. So they can be taken advantage of. So we want restrictions on ages. But uh, having uh, uh, these changes of wealth can make a change in our decision. So we want to uh, alter the the estate plan, or we have grandchildren. So we initially we just say, oh, I want it to go to my children. Uh, we want it to you know pay for their education, keep a roof over their head, help with medical. But I don't want them to get a big chunk of money until they've wised up a little bit. So a little bit when they're twenty five, and a bigger chunk when they're thirty two. Uh, whenever we think the wisdom kicks in. Uh, but then we have grandchildren and we go, oh, I'm only going to give uh, X amount to my children. I'm going to hold some back for my grandchildren. Those are major changes that, you know, every four or five years to review.
0: Okay, got it. So is there any other restrictions on you know estate planning? <laughs> uh,
1: that's an interesting question because uh, there are very few Restrictions that you can put into your uh, inheritance—you know, conditions of inheritance. Like, you know, if they're going through a divorce, they're not going to get it outright. The trust can take care of them, pay their bills, but it's not going to go into their technical ownership. Again, just like. A litigation lawsuit, a divorce is a lawsuit, and we don't want them being the technical owner, because if they're the technical owner, then it can be taken. So a la Kennedy grandchild living in a nice mansion, even though they might have a multi-million dollar judgment against them. Um, we can almost put any restriction or condition of somebody's inheritance. Very wealthy families uh, often don't uh, they're concerned about their children becoming trust fund babies. So they might say. Uh, we're gonna give a couple hundred thousand outright to them, but they're really only going, they're gonna get two or three times, so $3 for every $1 they earn. So if they are a McDonald's manager, and they're making, you know, $60,000, $70,000, they're going to get three times that, which is a very nice lifestyle. But if they're, let's say, a real estate investor or a professional, they're a doctor or dentist or lawyer, um, where they're making $250,000 or $300,000, then they're going to get three times that. But we want them to work. You know, we want them to work at something because um, of our, you know, that's every family's, you know, conditions the things you can't do there's very few things that are illegal to put in as a condition you can't say oh you'll you know get your several million dollar disbursement from our estate when we die if you rob a bank <laughs> you know uh, so there's a few things that uh, uh, the courts and this those were conditions that were actually litigated that uh, where they required illegal things And the court says they'll get their full distribution now. And that condition will not be met uh, because they were asking air to do something illegal to gain their inheritance.
0: Got it. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's great information. So any books that impacted your life and what, Kevin? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh,
1: This is not a real estate book. But uh, a very powerful book that uh, I was just exposed to. I'm not a follower of, of Oprah, but she has this book club and she always uh, does fictions. And just two months ago, she did her first ever nonfiction recommendation. And uh, it's called The Path of Integrity. And it's not integrity in the terms of. Uh, uh, morals or ethics, but integrity of the human, uh, your specific makeup and the analogy that the author uses is an airplane an airplane has to be integri- in integrity it has to have uh, all the pressure uh, and hydraulics working perfectly it has to have all these you know screws and nuts all buttoned up properly and everything well greased or the plane if it does not fly in integrity will fall and it's really uh learning what we do ourselves what we need to fly in our integrity, and um, we do so many things for other people uh, or even society that maybe is causing us not to go through life in our own integrity. It's a, a, a I found it a very powerful book.
0: Awesome, and thank you. And how can listeners can connect with you, Kevin? Ah, um, our
1: phone number is 858-755-6672, 858-755-6672, and uh, my email is kevin at trespday.com, that's K-E-V-I-N at T-R-E-S-P, trespday,
0: Uh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and experiences on and loss of production and, and also you know estate planning.
1: Rama, as always, I, I love talking with you and uh, your listeners. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. Sure. Thanks
0: for listening to Multifamily AP 360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.